Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. Today's episode is inspired by one of my favorite stages that little kids hit. As a science teacher and as somebody who just loves learning, I love when toddlers hit that why stage. You know, the one where they just ask why over and over again a million times. I have always challenged myself to give a legitimate answer every single time. And right now, my almost two-year-old is in the why stage, but he has no clue what I'm responding to. I don't even think he understands what the word why means, but I still think it's a fun little game. So I keep doing it with him. And it's actually an unofficial game from Bluey, the kids' TV show. The kids on the show will ask their parents why, and they have to explain the reasoning until they get down to something that they can't answer. And they just say, because, and that's when they lose. So I I don't know. I love it. I think that it's fun. I know that it is not everybody's cup of tea, but for me, I just think it's really exciting to teach and see my kids have some curiosity. And that really does tie in, I swear, to what we're going to talk about today. And it is a root cause analysis technique that is called the five whys. So it is essentially coming back into your childhood and when you were that toddler, asking why over and over and over again. Now, let me back up just a little bit. Root cause analysis is an extremely beneficial tool and companies will use it during essentially brainstorming sessions about why things are going wrong or why certain things happened. It could also be how things are going right and they want to be able to make sure they replicate something that went really well again in the future. But generally, you take some sort of issue or some sort of metric that you want to improve. That's the problem you're focusing on. So what they will do is get a whole group of people together and you just continue to ask why. Why did this problem happen? And then you brainstorm all of the reasons that that problem could have happened. And then you start to dig a little deeper. And let's say, for example, I'm just going to take a line of questioning my legitimate almost two-year-old gave me the other day. He said, where's daddy? And I said, daddy's getting changed. He said, why? And I said, because he wants to be comfier. And so that is like my initial layer why did this thing happen? Well, here's like the basic, simple answer. And then why again? Well, because his clothes that he wears to work aren't as comfortable and he wants to get comfy. Well, why again? And we just continue to dig deeper and deeper along a train of thought until you hit what is essentially the root of the problem or the root of the cause that caused the problem. And it's a very, very simple technique. It is super beneficial. But nailing down into the depths of why something is happening or why something isn't working is the only way to treat it. I mean, think about ER and House and all of the favorite doctor shows that are out there, Grey's Anatomy. You can't just treat the surface symptom. You have to figure out 
if that symptom is coming about from something farther back down the line, and you have to keep going back to find what the true issue is. And so in reality, all you're doing is nailing down what is one basic thing that I can do and shift to make a difference in the outcome that I am looking for. And so I'm going to give you some examples of how you might be able to use this in all three areas of your life that we like to talk about here. And I hope that you really kind of take it and run with it. Because remember, we are looking for simple steps and you cannot fight a big problem with a simple step. Big problems require big change. But if we can narrow down in on what the simplest part of that problem is, what is the littlest, tiniest thing that is causing all of these issues, then we can have the little, tiniest change that is going to help us put it back on track. And this is going to work in all aspects of our lives, so we're going to cover a few situations right now. Let's talk about school in some instances when I have used this in my classroom. I actually do this a lot because, like I said, I have no problem being asked why 8 million times a day. In fact, I kind of enjoy it, so I like to ask myself why every once in a while. And if I look at my classroom right now when I walk in, why am I not putting away lab equipment that I got out weeks ago? Why? Why am I not doing that? And the honest truth is I feel like I haven't had a lot of downtime at school. Why? Well, because I just feel like I always have something more to grade. Why do I always have something more to grade? Because I wasn't just letting some things be practice for practice sake. Why was I not letting that happen? Because I was getting really frustrated with phones and with students not paying attention And I wanted to make sure that I was rewarding the students who were doing the work earnestly. Really, my root problem is a phone issue. The phone issue is going to help me feel like I don't have to grade everything. And then it's going to help me feel like I don't have so much on my plate because my students will feel more connected to the topic and they're going to be able to respond better. We've all had phone issues pop up. And so I might have to do another questioning line of whys and ask it at least five times to figure out why are phones becoming such a problem or why haven't I been able to manage the phones so far? But it takes it from this lab situation is out of control and into something that really feels like it's a bigger, deeper rooted problem. And it is. I think we all know that phones are going to be a bigger issue, but we can't start with just the symptom of my lab supplies are still out and tackle just that when I'm still going to feel overwhelmed by time. And I'm still going to feel like students are struggling to catch the material, which is why I have no downtime during the school day. It all comes back together. Another thing that I've done in the past with this is with my first couple of years when I was teaching something new constantly and I was always trying to work through slides and worksheets and making everything fun and engaging, I went through the five whys with why I felt like I needed to make something new every single day. 
And what it came down to is it was not anything for the students. It was I was trying to prove to myself that I am a good teacher. But good teaching isn't from creating new worksheets every single day. In fact, most of good teaching comes from predictability and routine so that your students can really get into a flow. And that is actually where my love of template assignments came from, is I asked myself, why do I feel the need to do this? Why do my students get confused every time I give them a new worksheet? Well, because it's completely new to them. And everything kept coming back to, I am pushing myself for almost no reason. Those are my favorite ones, where you realize that what you're doing is not necessarily value added. At home, I use this a lot whenever I feel like I'm getting frustrated. When I'm frustrated with my kids, when I'm frustrated with something in my space, when I just feel overwhelmed, I know that there needs to be less of it. That's one of the mantras that I try to live by. If you're overwhelmed by it, that means there needs to be less. But sometimes I need to do it from a different perspective. So why is my house always a mess? Well, because I have a lot of stuff. Why do I have so many things? Well, maybe it's because we have three small kids and they all need new things. And so it just adds up. Why does it all have to be out? Well, that's a great question. I feel like they just keep grabbing things and pulling them out. Why do they grab them and pull them out? Well, maybe we could spend more time outside as a family or going and exploring the new city that we live in. Now, this situation could go down a million different rabbit holes, right? I am just trying to give an example of one line of questioning. I could go off on a tangent on any of these and come up with multiple reasons for why or multiple new why questions. But if I get down to the root of being overwhelmed because my kids are destroying my house on a regular basis, it's because it's winter and they just want to keep themselves entertained. And so sometimes that means out bringing more and more things. So how can we get out? How can we try new places? How can we go try and explore new things? And then that kind of reduces the amount of disaster that we create at home. Also, my kids are exhausted tonight and we went to the aquarium and had a birthday party. It was perfect. We didn't destroy my house at all. Sorry, Jessica, we did destroy your house a little bit, but it was a good birthday party. I also want to give this up as a tool to use when you are really trying to figure out what in the world is going on with your kids. It works for students too, but when it comes to small children, like my four-year-old who loves to end her extreme emotions by talking in grunts and sighs and she gets frustrated and then we get frustrated. And so sometimes we have to backtrack and try to figure out what is going on with her so we can help her process those feelings. So why is she acting this way? And then we can go back to, well, why is she overwhelmed? Why is she frustrated? Whatever we think the emotion might be. And then we can start backtracking. So tonight it was, she was overstimulated at a party. She was exhausted from the day. Also, she's a little constipated. And you know what? That would make anybody a little bit grumpy. So once we figured out what was going on with her, we can start helping her understand why she feels a certain way, why she's frustrated, and help her process those emotions. And that has been a huge thing for me and her just to try to help figure each other out. And it actually ends up bonding us a little bit closer together. 
Personally, this is another great line of questioning that you can do for yourself when you want to figure out what your true motivation is for something. So think of things like the word of the year, which a lot of us have picked a word of the year or like a theme or a focus, all of these things. Well, why did you pick that? Why is that important to you? And then get down to the absolute root of why you care. Because if you can keep the simplest reasoning in your head for why you're focusing on that, then you're more likely to follow through with it. My word of the year is longevity. And why did I pick that? Because it came about from just being really cruddy feeling for a couple of days from something that everybody else recovered from in 12 to 24 hours. Why did it take me longer? Well, I can only assume that I was stressed and I haven't really been taking care of myself. Well, why haven't I been taking care of myself? And I can go down this line of questioning to figure out either why I haven't been or why do I care about it and giving myself a lot of really great moments to kind of sit in. So whenever you have high feelings and high emotions, you can also use this yourself as something to kind of figure out where you truly stand on an issue, why you stand there. It's a great journaling prompt if you're all in for that. But in the end, the five whys and just kind of reaching back to your toddlerhood is going to allow you to also see a lot more around you. It's going to allow you to think more critically and more creatively. It is going to open up a much calmer persona for you because you are going to be able to practice all the time figuring out what the main issue, main problem is. And you're not just taking swings at the high level things that aren't really going to take out the weed from the roots. The problems won't resurface because instead of just chopping off the head of the dandelion, you're actually pulling it up out of the ground and throwing it out of your yard. That was a very lawn care metaphor, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. And I hope that you can take this and just start working on practicing it and maybe giving yourself a couple minutes a day to journal one of the whys and get down to what really matters to you and what simple steps can solve some of your big problems. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at engineer does education so we can build a simple system together.